At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VEASAN's Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show with Wes Reynolds and sometimes Matt Humans. Here is Brady Cannon. Welcome into Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I am Brady Cannon, along with my partner, Wes Reynolds, as we dive into another week on the PGA Tour. Wes, we had a two-person team event last week at TPC Louisiana, just outside of New Orleans. And we certainly had a few contenders, but ultimately, you, uh, you, myself, and Matt Brown, we all settled for second place with the duo of Billy Horschel and Sam Burns. It was Patrick Cantley and Xander Shoffley going wire to wire. And they were just too far out in front to mm-hmm. catch, courtesy of uh, shooting a 59 and a 60 on Thursday and Saturday in the best ball rounds. Yeah, and uh, first win, by the way, for Xander Schauffele since January 2019 on the PGA Tour, mm. not including the Olympic gold he won in Tokyo last summer, uh, the Century Tournament of Champions. So he actually has not won a full field stroke play event, I think, in like several years because he's always won those short events, the Tour Championship, the WGC over in China. China, the HSBC champion. So there's, that's just a weird anomaly for Schauffele, but uh, continues his run of tour victories in smaller field events or events with different formats like last week. Zurich, Patrick Cantlay, uh, third time's a charm, uh, lost two playoffs this year in 2022, the Waste Management Phoenix Open and the RBC Heritage. So to come back, I know it's a team event, kind of a hinky format like we had last week in New Orleans, but to come back and at least get a W after you lose a playoff the week before at the RBC, Patrick Cantlay, by the way, now has four victories in the last 11 months, so still number five in the world. No real movement in the world golf rankings because no world ranking points for last week's Zurich, but nevertheless, uh, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele on the board for 2022. Yeah, Patrick Cantlay's killing me. I was on him at Harbortown when he 
lost in that playoff. And then I was on uh, Horschel and Burns when they were beaten by Patrick Cantley and Xander Schauffele last week. So I just... we'll, we'll get him right at some point. I, I don't <laughs> I don't know if he's done winning here for the calendar year. I've won on him a couple times before. Had him. Uh, I was fortunate with Patrick Cantley at the workday last year when John Rahm was yeah. about to win it. Yeah, and I had him at the uh, at the uh, playoff. Uh, I think it was the BMW Championship where he went that long playoff with Bryson DeChambeau in yes. the FedEx Cup playoffs and eventually did win the FedEx Cup and the Tour Championship. So uh, Patrick Cantlay continuing to knock on that door and winning four times in 11 months. Uh, Going to be, I think, a solid bet for the rest of the majors for the rest of the season. Yep, I, I would agree. Uh, we have talked about how the uh, team play event was a tough one to handicap with it being teams of two, but uh, I was actually pretty pleased with how I was able to land on some guys that did contend. I had Keegan Bradley and Brendan Steele, who finished fourth. Also, Harold Varner and Bubba Watson. They also took fourth. And then Taylor Gooch and Max Homa. They just got me finishing one stroke shy of cashing a top 20 finish. And then I won my matchup with Bradley and Steele over Graham McDowell and Seamus Power. So even though we didn't get the outright winner, I was pretty pleased with the handicap here on what can be a pretty random yeah, tournament yeah, to try and predict. It's a dart throw event, and and that's really what you got to do. I tried to go down the board with some guys. Had the one chalky team of Forshall and Burns who had cut the lead to one in that alternate shot format on Sunday, but... Xander and Cantlay made the birdie at the turn and then eventually uh, put it away. So they are on the board. We move on to Mexico. Yes, indeed. Let's move on to Mexico. And it's another tough one to handicap because it's played at a golf course we have never seen before. Right. Another dart throw event, right? <laughs> Just a different format. It is the Mexico Open at Vidanta in Nuevo Vallarta, Mexico, a resort uh, town not too far away from the coast and not too far away from Puerto Vallarta. A long, wide Wide open Greg Norman Resort course. How did you attack this one this week? Yeah, basically looking at this, Brady, and this is a first-time uh, course to be played uh, for this uh, event. This event is a first-time event on the PGA Tour, but not a first-time event necessarily. It dates back all the way to 1944. It's been played on a variety of tours, last on the PGA Tour Latino America. So now it moves up here to the uh, big tour, the PGA Tour uh, Grupo Vedanta, which is the resort company, and also Grupo Salinas, the TV conglomerate that owns TV Azteca, which is a big network down in Mexico. They are partnered up here to sponsor this event. This is a Greg Norman design 2015, one of the several courses. This is called the Norman Signature Course uh, of many courses that are part of that Nuevo Vallarta Resort that you mentioned. Par 71, 7456, seventh longest course on the PGA Tour, five par threes, four par fives, only nine par fours. A lot of the par fours are a little bit longer, and then three of the par fives are over 585 yards it's passable them throughout both the fairways the rough the tee boxes the greens pretty much everything is passable so slow greens about 10.5 on the stamp so it looks like a scorable track there's a lot of bunkers a lot of water holes i think 11 water holes here that's a signature of norman design so looked at a couple correlated courses i did look at obviously coco beach in puerto rico mm -hmm. corrales for the corrales punta cana tpc san antonio which is the most recent norman design we played at the valero also looked at Kapalua, TPC Craig Ranch, which is uh, where the Byron Nelson is held, and a little bit of Congaree, where we had that one-time event in South Carolina, the Congaree Championship. So what I basically looked at this week, because 
wide fairways and very small rough, only about an inch and a half rough, so not all that penal. So I targeted a lot of bombers this week, uh, driving distance gain, strokes gain, ball striking. I think you always got to do that. Also, proximity gained of 200-plus yards because you're going to have a lot of long approaches, I think, at this event. Birdie or better gained, I would expect 20 under, somewhere 20 under-ish is going to win this event. Also looked at sand saves more so than this week when you got 106 bunkers. I think this is the second most of any course on the PGA Tour. And then I looked at tee to green courses of over 7,400 yards. All right. Well, let's get to our member guest portion of the program and bring in this week's expert. He's one of the best in the biz. It's Rick Gaiman from rickrungood.com. He also hosts the first, uh, first Cut podcast for CBS Sports. And he's on the Golf Digest Picks panel, along with other long shots friends of ours, Stephen Hennessy and Pat Mayo. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Run Good. Great to have you back on Long Shots, Mr. Gaiman. Thank you very much for making time for us once again this golf season. We go from a tough handicap in a team event to another very tough one, being that it's at a golf course we've never seen before. Very weird field, too. I mean, there's guys teeing it up here this week that I haven't seen their names in what seems like a decade in a PGA Tour field. Rick, how did you tackle the Mexican Open? Yeah, so first off, thank you guys so much for having me. Always a pleasure to, to chat golf with, with you guys. And you're right, it is, it's kind of awkward. It's, it's a weak field. It's a, an event that has been played around you know, on, on many tours, but this is the first time as a PGA Tour event. And it really created an opportunity to do a lot of reconnaissance and, and, and find out as much information as we can. You know, I've been emailing back and forth with um, you know, the superintendent, and I've been looking at the satellite images, and I've been doing Google Translate to, to read the reviews around this place. So it's just a little extra uh, layer of, of kind of research that we, that we need to do. But um, I, I think as you guys are, are probably bleeding, it's, it's, it's going to be fairly long. I think that does not really stop these guys from scoring all that well. And we're going to have an opportunity for guys that – uh, we normally see a much longer numbers, guys that we don't see very often to try to make some noise this week. And uh, Rick, at the top of the board, you mentioned this is a weak field, only seven of the OWGR top 50, but number two in the world, that being John Rahm, seeing him as low as nine to two or about plus four dollars, depending on your store, maybe even lower than that in a couple spots. But if you look at his recent starts over the last couple of years with the field strength this low, 14th at the Amex, missed the cut at the Fortinet, missed the cut at the Andalusia Masters, 17th at the Open de Espana, 38th last time at the Byron Nelson. Did you think that even though he's going to model, obviously, the number one player in the field this week by a decent margin, did you go ahead and just take a pass on him this week at such a low price? I, I could have not even looked at his name, looked at his results, looked at his course history, not that he has any here, but when you start getting into the three-and-a-half-to-one, four-and-a-half-to-one, five-to-one conversation, it, it's a really tough ask. It implies that John Rob wins this golf tournament you know, 22% of the time, and I do worry a bit uh, that this does turn into a bit of a birdie fest, a little bit of a putting contest. We know John Rob's feelings around that. And it's not a short field, guys. It's a, it's a full field event with a cut going to a place we've never seen before. I, if I was forced to take John Rob at 4-1, to one, I would much prefer it at a place we know he lost. I'd rather have it at Torrey Pines with a more difficult field than kind of the unknown entity that we have this week in Mexico. So uh, there are markets in which I think there is a reasonable expectation that you could get access to John Rahm, but the outright market, um, 
No offense to him. I say this for basically anybody at the same price. It's it's just there's just no way I can bet about four to one. Rick, Wes and I talked about some of the comp courses. Of course, the other Greg Norman design that we do see regularly on tour, El Camaleon, uh, for the Mayakoba Classic. Uh, did you come up with any other courses that made sense to you that you feel might have some sort of correlation that could assist us this week in trying to be predictive? Yeah, so I think that's, uh, that's a really good starting point. I think that, um, you know, architect Greg Norman, he does, he does a lot of similar things at his golf course, he, uh, in, in my opinion, he over-bunkers. You mm-hmm. see a ton of bunkers out there. You're going to see them as the defense around the greens. But I also kind of like to look at anything with, with past pollen greens. That's a very specific strain of grass. They cannot let it run too fast because it's usually seaside. It's usually able to stand up to, to salt water. It's able to stand up to long, hot days. You generally see it in Puerto Rico, and you'll generally see it in, in Punta Cana. And then kind of in a, in a similar vein, you know, these, these tropical courses, you could throw in uh, Bermuda into this mix. You could throw in, um, yeah, as you guys mentioned, Maya, the, the course in Mayakoba, El Chameleon. If you're kind of living in, in that world, Greg Norman slash tropical courses slash has palm greens, and there's a lot of overlap there, I think that is a very fair starting point. And then, of course, um, you know, those events on the courses that I mentioned, those fields tend to be weaker as well. So I think there's a lot of really good things to look at when you start going down that path. Rick, did you happen to land on any of the local flavor players this week? Of course, we do have Abraham Answer, who now all of a sudden is the number two shot anywhere like 18, 20 to one. So quite a drop off from Rom really to the rest of the field. But Abraham Answer, the dual Mexican-American citizen, is in this field, as is Carlos Ortiz, uh, several other local flavor type players. Did you land on any of them this week? So I, I think answer is fine. I don't necessarily give him a, a specific boost just because he's going to be in Mexico. As we know, guys, when you go to a place where you've got a lot of ties, there's a lot of obligations, and there's a lot more stuff going on. I think Carlos Ortiz is interesting. He has candidly played very, very poorly since his runner-up finish in Mayakoba, which is the last time he played in Mexico. You look at the last four times. He's played in Mexico. He's got that runner-up finish at Mayakoba. He's got a T8 at Mayakoba the year before. He's got the T16 at the WGC uh, Mexico Championship. That that event no longer exists. And then he has another runner-up finish at Mayakoba. So we're talking about the last four times he teed it up in his home country of Mexico. He's been very, very good. Unfortunately, guys, it's probably the only positive I could take away from his game right now because he doesn't look very sharp. Maybe this is the boost that he needs. Uh, to kind of bear down and give us 72 really good holes. Rick, a little bit down the board, you have uh, some bigger names, Tony Finau, Gary Woodland, Kevin Na, guys in kind of a 20 to one to 40 to one range. Is this the neighborhood where you kind of jumped in or did you go with some even longer odds guys? No, I think this is a really, a really good place to be. Um, you could make a case for, for Tony Finau considering that uh, this course should allow him to hit it far without regards for accuracy. And then, on the approach play, he turns into a, a top 20 golfer in the world. We're seeing the breadcrumbs of Tony Finau's short game getting a little bit better. I've been betting Aaron Wise, gentlemen, uh, basically all fall. I bet him through the Florida swing. It feels a little dirty to bet him again at 30 to 1 when he was 100 to 1 a couple of weeks ago. But I think that this is uh, a, you know, a flatter golf course that more resembles something you might see in Florida as well. And, and Paz Paul and Green usually benefit four putters. And then the other one I'll give you that's just a little bit longer than that um, is Cam Champ. And he's generally hovering around the 40, 45 
to one number, uh, Champ is going to be able to use his best asset. That's the driver. Bomb it far, go find it, and hit it again. He dominates these part these long par fours over 490 yards. He ball. He was a great ball striker at the Masters. And what we've seen, guys, is it only really takes kind of one good start to kickstart Champ. Champ. He's kind of been in this little bit of a slump. The Masters might have been that good ball striking week. We saw it very similar where. The week before he won at the 3M Open, he broke out of a slump with a good ball striking week, and then he went on to win. Went on to win the following week. So I think there is a, a very, um, a very quick path of turnaround for Cam Champ, and this might be a really good spot for him. Rick and I did not compare notes before the show, by the way, but uh, more on Aaron Wise and Cam Champ uh, later on in the program. Spoiler alert, they do make my card, and I'll give my reasons why. A lot of them was what Rick just said. But, Rick, in terms of some players that you might be looking to go against this week, maybe in the matchup market or just players you're just looking to avoid altogether in the futures market, any ones in particular that you're targeting? Sure. So I think, um, you know, Abraham answer, I'm, I'm fairly lukewarm on, but I think that the, the odds and the markets are probably more bullish on him than I am. I mean, this is probably going to play fairly long. They've done a good job, uh, as best they could, of turning this Par 73 resort course into a stout test for the professionals as a Par 71. I don't think it's going to be all that difficult, but I think it's going to be long, and that hurts Abraham answer when you compare kind of the general sentiment to him. And then, you know, this, this number that everyone seems to be hanging on Patrick Reed, I, I do not get. I, I, I mean, the last time he played well, it was at a tropical golf course, but he has been not only horrible off the tee, he's been short off the tee. Uh, the, the approach play has been really some of the worst in the field. If you just remove the fact that his name is Patrick Reed and he's got a bunch of PGA Tour victories, this guy would be 150 to 1. I, 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 would, I would much prefer to attack... Um, basically Patrick Reed in, in every market that I can this week. All right, let's go with your top foursome, Rick. If you're going to run to the window right now to get down on four players to win it all this week, who would your top foursome be? Yeah, so I kind of like to do this across different, uh, different price points. So um, I, I probably started with Gary Woodland. He's just playing uh, way too well right now. He's looking like vintage Gary Woodland again. I would certainly plug in Cam Champ in that 40 to 50 to 1 range. And then when we start to get further down the board, I think that, that there are some high upside, interesting options. One being Austin Smotherman. You can kind of get him in that, that 80 to 1 range. He's won the Mexico Open before. It was in 2018 when this was the PGA Tour Latin, uh, Latino America event. He's a great ball striker. He's proving that he has PGA Tour chops. And then Wyndham Clark. Uh, when you start to getting into getting into the triple digits, and Wyndham Clark, this could probably not set up any better for him. He's one of the longest drivers that we have on tour. He's playing well coming in. He generally plays well on some of these vacation, tropical destinations, some of these resort courses. That's really, really good for Wyndham Clark. So if I could put together that foursome across four different price points, I'd be pretty happy with my situation. Rick, before we let you go, just about uh, three weeks away from the PGA Championship, of course, we'll have this event and then the Wells Fargo next week in, in, uh, in Maryland, actually, not in Charlotte this year, and then the AT&T Byron Nelson in Dallas before we go to Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So second major of the year. Do you have anybody in pocket or anybody that you're specifically targeting as of now for the PGA? I don't have any tickets in pocket yet. However, I'm, I'm laser-focused on a couple of guys. Uh, one is, is kind of a layup. It's Brooks Kepka. I, I just think 
we are in a year of, of healthy Brooks, which is always a little bit scary. And the way that they're going to end up setting up Southern Hills is going to be incredibly beneficial to Brooks Kepka. And then I've got a, a really keen eye on Daniel Berger. You know, he went through just a little bit of a mini slump. He's been dealing with some injuries. He withdrew this week, but uh, citing a back injury, we wonder how much of that is. Uh, him just making sure that he's ready for Southern Hills. But I see his number dropping. When he plays, he is still literally one of the best iron and wedge players that we have on tour statistically. He usually does not play himself out of events. So I'm just hoping he's healthy, keeping a close eye on his status over the course of the next couple of weeks. But it seems like every time I click refresh, his odds are longer and longer. So he's someone that I'm going to be keeping a close eye on as we get closer to Southern Hills. Great stuff as always, Rick. We certainly appreciate you coming on Long Shots with us again this golf season. Enjoy the Mexico Open, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. You bet, you Rick. Bet. Thank you. Rick is great, man. Uh, a good follow on no, Twitter. Absolutely. You know, we talk. Uh, we have such great guests on this program. Justin Ray, you know, Ryan Burr, Pat Mayo, Stephen Hennessy, Rick Gaiman. These guys are all good follows and on Twitter. And we love it that these guys are doing it every single week, too. They are grinding throughout the season, even on the tough weeks like last week where it was a weird format. This week where you don't have a real strong field at the top. So grinding them out every week, but that's what we love doing. All right. We will take a quick break. And when we come back, we go across the pond and we also jump into some major implications right here on long shots. At bed, three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. It is time to go across the pond. And not only did you come close stateside last week, Wes, but uh, you had a few front runners across the pond as well. And unfortunately, those turned out to be bridesmaids too. Yep. It was a bridesmaid type week for all of us. Uh, this week, the DP World Tour or the European Tour is in Spain again for the Catalonia Championship. You were knocking on the door last week, Wes. Who's going to kick it down for you this week? Yeah, I had the uh, wrong Spaniard, unfortunately, at the end. I had Adrian Otegui, who did have the lead in the final round, but got passed by his fellow countryman, Pablo Larathabal. Shoot 62, his low round ever on the DP World Tour, and Pablo Larathabal gets the win. That's his second, by the way, on the season. He won last month in South Africa at the My Golf Life Open, so uh, Pablo's starting to play well. Otegui fell one shot short, so you're right. Uh, goes to the opposite side of Barcelona this week for a one-off event, the Catalonia Championship. Uh, this was supposed to be the ISPS Handa Championship in Japan, Japan last week that got replaced. And then the Volvo China Open was supposed to be the event this week. So this will replace it. It is in Girona in the northern Catalonia part of Spain, which is about 60 miles northeast of Barcelona, playing host to the Catalonia Championship, the stadium course at the PGA Catalonia Resort, par 72, 7353. This course has been played a few times over the years, mainly at the European Tour Q School mm. was the final venue there, much like PJ West used to be for the PGA Tour, uh, 2008 to 2016. There have been a couple Spanish Opens, which is a usual event on the European slash DP World Tour. So this course has been played, but not necessarily for this event. So you have maybe some information to look at, but not a lot. So I kind of just went a lot on gut here. And one thing that I usually don't do is play a guy that barely lost the week before, but I went ahead and did it this week. Adrian Otegi, 25-1, to 1, not the best spot, but he's got... He, he and Lara Thobble are favorites again, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, there's three or four favorites, like right around 22 or 25-1, to 1, depending on your shop. No real defined favorite. Pretty much a similar field to what we had last week in terms of quality, but Otegi does have three top fives over the last 11 weeks, was runner-up last week, was second in the field on approach. So when a guy's hitting his irons well... I usually think that that can carry over at least for consecutive weeks. He's also had success here at the Catalonia Resort. He was uh, shared of the top spot at the 2015 Q School. So he does have a background on this score. So Otegi 25 to 1. Jordan Smith 30 to 1, who's had a few weeks off. Two runner ups already this season at RAK, Ross Alkaima, and also at the My Golf Life Open. Him and Audrey Arnos, more on him in a minute. Both finished uh, runner-up in that playoff to Pablo Lara Thobble. Six on the tour for strokes gain off the tee, second in GIR. So Jordan Smith, 30-1. to one. Laurie Canner, 40-1. to one. It's gone well in the Iberian Peninsula. Yeah, you, you haven't been on Mr. Cantor in a while. Yeah, and it's I'm, his week. Yeah, I'm going back. Uh, Runner-up in Portugal two years ago to George Cotilla. Led at Valderrama at the Open de España at one point last year. Obviously, a much different course, much tougher course is Valderrama than this one. Six on the DP World Tour for strokes gain, uh, or excuse me, uh, rather, that was actually Smith I was looking at. 
T30 last week for Cantor, by the way, in the first event in Spain. Top 15, though, both off the tee and on approach, so ball striking is good. Just the putter's got to be better. It wasn't really firing last week. Antoine Rosner, another one I bet last week that ended up uh, yep. fifth. Much like Otegi, we're back aboard with him. Uh, he's spoken well of his game, kind of coming around, and then he got his best finish last week, a fifth at Tarragona, so maybe keeping that momentum going. Tom Lewis at 70-1. to 1. After he reached the top 50, if you remember, he reached the top 50 about two years ago in the summer. He hadn't had a top finish, 10 finish anywhere in the world until last week at Tarragona. Five straight missed cuts on the Corn Ferry Tour before he had that top 10 last week uh, in the other Spanish event. Maybe, you know, a little bit of comfort going back to the DP World Tour, going back to Europe is what he needs. He's won twice in nearby Portugal. A couple good finishes here at Catalonia in the past. Uh, T15 at the 2014 Spanish Open and then 11 two years later in the Q School Finals. Tom Lewis, 70 to 1, one that I did skip. Adri Arnos, 45 to 1. This is kind of a FOMO play, fear of missing out because it's like, I bet this guy so much, but when he finally wins, I'm not going to be on him. So it's like, I feel like I got to be on him here, even though he's missed two straight cuts but he had four consecutive top tens prior to those two missed cuts so buying a little bit on the dip for a quality player to try to get his first dp world tour victory he is a barcelona native so closest to a home game he'll get and then the longest shot i got brandon stone 150 to one made seven to nine cuts this season pretty good driver of the golf ball it's a speculative play thought it was worth a flyer though because last time out the cutter masters uh several weeks ago he finished t40 and he was like 66 to one for that event so now getting him at 150, yeah. double the price, worth a shot. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's shift over to major implications. We spoke about it briefly with our guest, Rick Gaiman. We are now just 23 days away from the second major golf championship of the season, the PGA Championship. It will tee off on May 19th at Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This, this is a historic course. It's held seven major championships in the past. It is a Perry Maxwell design who hailed from Oklahoma, local flavor there. In the design, he also designed Colonial Country Club in Fort Worth, uh, Fort Worth, Texas. What about the PGA West? Any thoughts or any plays for you yet? Yeah, I mean, I, I have the Cameron Smith basically for all the rest okay. of the majors that I tried to gobble up a little bit. Debating on Scotty Scheffler, you know, it's almost like, do I feel like I need to have a piece of him because he loves this course? He said this is his favorite course to play. So you're not going to get a bargain, obviously. He's the hottest player in the world right now. But I do worry. I'm like, okay, has he cooled off? Because you can almost only keep that so long. Maybe you can keep that for a full year. But it seems like, you know, when you get hot and then all of a sudden you take a couple weeks off and you have that sense of accomplishment, that's a little bit of the concern. But this guy clearly has played Southern Hills a lot. Of course, uh, played his college golf down at University of Texas at all. Austin, so I know they've played events on this course. So I may have to at least get a little piece, even though he's going to be very chalky. Matt Humans has not changed from what he had in pocket last week. He has Will Zalatoris to win the PGA at 34 to 1 and Maverick McNeely at 120 to 1, kind of going on with a similar theme here. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, of course, wins his first major championship. It wasn't long ago that he won for the very first time on the PGA Tour. Both Zalatoris and Maverick McNeely without a PGA Tour victory yet. Matt betting on them that that will come at a major championship down in Tulsa. 
Uh, Matt Brown, you were out sick last week. Matt and I did the Long Shot Show, and we uh, were talking about this same topic here for the PGA Championship. And Matt brought up Tommy Fleetwood mm-hmm. uh, at 80 to 1, kind of flying under the radar. Oh, no, and that's bit. one I'd be very interested in, too, because I, I have been looking at him, and he's starting to get some very good finishes. Yeah, and, uh, and that's what Matt was pointing yeah, out. Yeah, he's played very well, played pretty well at the RBC, and starting to get those top 10s and top 15s, top 20s. Putting some consistency together. 80 to 1, that's a very good number. Yeah, really. I, I saw that at the Westgate, and I think Matt was even looking at something closer to 60 to 1, so yeah. 80 to 1. Yeah, that that is one that I think probably, uh, now that I think about it, is going to make my card because I've been noticing his progress throughout the last couple months. Pretty juicy. And uh, you and I didn't get to speak last week, but uh, I did make a play for the PGA Championship, and it's a little bit of a good storyline type play. It would be completing the career grade grand slam for this young man and that would be Jordan Spieth who just won at Harbortown mm-hmm. he was not really in great form leading up to Harbortown but uh, played very well obviously and won that golf tournament in a playoff over Patrick Cantley. I talked about Perry Maxwell designing Southern Hills he's also designed Colonial Country Club where Spieth has won before and all the numbers I saw on Jordan Spieth were about 20 or 25 to yeah. 1. Yet I was able to find 34 to 1 at Circa. And so I jumped on it. I figured Jordan Spieth that, you know, in that neighborhood of 35 to 1 was pretty juicy. Yeah, and and look, uh, the fact that he played so well at Harbortown, it really was kind of the putter that was really shaky. And we're not used to that for Spieth. So that tells you his tee to green game was really what won him that event, I think, because it looked like, remember when he three-jacked on 18 at Harbortown? uh, And then it was like, okay, he's five back. He's not done. But, man, that looks like that could go south really quickly and then uh, was able to post a number. Another guy that beat you and I, you were on Shane Lowry. Yes. I was on Patrick Cantley. I, I know. I feel like we both got cheated out of a win by this guy, by the way. You obviously had the guy in the playoff in Cantley, and then I had Shane Lowry, who at one point had a two-shot lead yeah. with five holes to play. So it's like, okay, he's going to finish this. So uh, we both uh, – Licking our wounds from that event. Boy, I love Harbortown, but I didn't like it this year that much. Um, Jordan Spieth, also a University of Texas Longhorn, so I imagine he has played uh, Southern Hills a few times during his collegiate days as well. When we come back, it is time for our match play segment. We'll go over all the plays for the Mexico Open from myself, Wes, and Matt Humans. We'll be right back on Long Shots at VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. It is time for our match play segment where we go over all of our plays that we have for this week on the PGA Tour. It is the Mexico Open in Nuevo Vallarta, Mexico, and we will go to our colleague Matt Humans with his plays for the event. He does not have any head-to-head matchups, but he's got four futures. He went with some local flavor, Abraham Answer and Carlos Ortiz. Abraham Answer at 18 to 1 and Ortiz at 60 to 1. He also went with Kevin Na at 30 to 1. Na has been successful at a coastal design most recently a couple seasons ago at the Sony Open. Na at 30 to 1 and then Cameron Champ. We spoke about this with our guest Rick Gaiman. This is probably looking like a bombers type course and there's not a bigger bomber on the tour than Cameron Champ. Matt has him at 50 to 1. He is number 1 on tour in driving distance, West. Yeah, let me piggyback off that because I also have Cameron Champ at 50 to 1. Couldn't get the 60 last night, but nevertheless, you're right. Number 1 in driving distance gained uh and also I think what Rick Gaiman brought up earlier in in the pod here is a streaky player. Mm-hmm. Tends to follow good finishes with other good finishes. Like when he's off, he's off and he stays off for a little while, but best finish of the season, he was top Ten at Augusta in the Masters three weeks ago, just the second top ten major championship finish of his career. I think that's kind of a that's a good starting point. It's like there's some momentum there with this guy, and like I mentioned, these fairways are going to be narrow, only one and a half inches. Rough is not very penal, so you know this is bombs away. I think on this type of course, and when guys haven't seen it, and you see that big wide fairway, and you can just grip it and rip it. Nobody does it better than this guy. Yeah, you know, Matt made a pretty sharp play on Cameron Champ for the Masters that you mentioned. Got him at 575-1 to one to win the Masters, and uh, obviously he didn't put on the green jacket, but a top-10 finish. Not too bad for a guy at 575-1. to one. Uh, What about the rest of your card there? Yeah, uh, lowest uh, price guy I had was actually 33-1. to one. He's dipped to about 30, maybe 28, and that's kind of a low price, but I think he's a really good fit here, and that's Aaron Wise, and I know he's missed four of eight cuts this year, but 
life lately, making three of the last four at the Arnold Palmer. He was second off the tee, and he was 19th on approach. At the players, he was sixth best in the field on approach, and then at the RBC, he was ninth off the tee. So it's like if he can just kind of put it all together with the ball striking, he's shown signs of being able to do that. Rick Gaiman brought it up earlier. Putting's long been the weakness uh, of his game. But he goes back to the Paspalum, where if you look at El Camillion, and really I looked at that course, Brady, more in terms of the greens because El Camillion is a much shorter course here than Vedanta Vallarta. So if you look at Wise, third, sixth, and first in putting his last three visits at the Mayakoba Golf Classic uh, in terms of his putting rank, which is, of course, the other PGA Tour event held annually in Mexico. So Aaron Wise makes my card. Uh, one guy that didn't make a lot of people's cards, I don't think, this week, but kind of popped on some of my modeling was Charles Howell III. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I took a look at him. 55-1. to 1, Best finish in 21 months when he had that T4 at the Valero the week before the Masters. Of course, the Augusta, Georgia native, born and bred, Charles Howell III, was trying to make that field. Didn't quite get it done. But that Valero was at the Norman Design TPC San Antonio. So, like we mentioned earlier, a lot of, at least, even though it's not a coastal course, a lot of bunkering, a mm-hmm. lot of water That's a pretty play, long track, too. Sandy waste areas as well. So, Charles Howell III, he rated really high on the models in terms of, like, the strokes gained around the green, the strokes gained putting, sand saves, what have you. He really rated very high, so I took a shot with him at 55-1. to Carlos Ortiz, 70-1. to We mentioned him earlier. Ortiz's younger brother, Alvaro, who is also in this field, I believe, this week, won this event last year when it was on the PGA Tour Latino America, albeit on a different course. This is the first time they're playing this one. Also, uh... Birthday boy week. Birthday week for Carlos Ortiz. So hopefully uh, he doesn't do too much partying or has too many (laughs) obligations. But he turned 30 on Sunday. He comes home to Mexico to play in the event sponsored by Vedanta Resorts. He is also a brand ambassador for that company, Vedanta Resorts. And while Mayakoba, we mentioned, is totally different than Vedanta Vallarta, Ortiz has two runner-up finishes there. So I think he'll like the the Paspalum Greens a lot. So maybe this is the point where it's like, okay, turn his momentum him around because he has struggled as of late ever since that last runner-up at Mexico. Wyndham Clark, 100-1, another guy Rick Gaiman mentioned earlier. Top 10 last week at the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. I was partnered with Cameron Dringali, who is also in this field this week. One of the bigger hitters off the tee on the PGA Tour. I think I had him second in the model this week for driving distance gain right behind Cameron Champ. Gained with his irons in all four rounds uh, at the RBC Heritage, and that was the first time he had done that since the 2021 Waste Management Phoenix Open. So we know he's always good off the tee, but he can be a little bit errant. But I think if you're a little errant off the tee, because these fairways are so wide, you really don't get in a ton of trouble in the rough here. So Wyndham Clark, I got it 100-1. to Austin Smotherman, 125 to 1, actually won this event in 2018 at the Tijuana Golf Club as part of PGA Tour Latino America. And on that PGA Tour Latino America, he was fourth that season on that tour's order of merit. And many of those courses are going to have the Paspalum Greens, Mm -hmm. you know, down there in South America and also down there in Mexico. Fourth in this field for strokes gained ball striking over the last 24 rounds. And uh, number one, of course, in that model was John Rahm. Yep. But to be up there, that tells you he's hitting that well off the tee. He's just got to make some putts. And the boss Ballum greens, he's won on him before. So Austin Smotherman, 125. And then another guy at 125, Joseph Bramlett who was sixth for driving distance on the PGA Tour this season. If you look at his best finishes so far on the PGA Tour over the last couple of years, he just got his card back off from the Corn Ferry Tour last year. 
uh, T9 in 2020 in Puerto Rico at Cocoa Beach. T18 at Pebble Beach in 2020. At Wileye earlier this year, he was top 20. At the Corrales Punicana, he was T13. He is a big-time bomber. Sometimes can't always keep it straight, but can certainly bomb it. So I thought worth it at 125, and especially in a field like this, it seems like we're going to get maybe a little bit of an unconventional or unsuspected winner. I would agree with that. Uh, I would also agree with your pick on Aaron Wise. I am on him as well at 30 to 1. Very long off the tee, excellent on approach, and he's also good at making birdies. He also finished, and you alluded to this, a second, a 15th, and a 10th place finish at Mayakoba, the other Norman design. Uh, Adam Long at 60 to 1. He's very good off the tee. He's not especially long. Like his name would indicate, but he's very accurate. He does make a lot of birdies. And is his Twitter handle still a long shot at a long shot? Because <laughs> remember, know. he won five hundred to one at the American yes, Express all those yeah. years ago. I mean, he's a pretty good player, and and he's had some good finishes lately. Uh, he's a tremendous putter. And he also has two top five finishes at Mayakoba, along with the 22nd. So uh, he certainly has some history on this past Palum on a Norman design. Uh, Lanto Griffin at 72 to one, very long off the tee, makes a lot of birdies, excellent on approach. He hasn't been in great form for about the last month, but prior to that, starting back in October, he made nine straight cuts with three top 10 finishes. So kind of like your guy you were talking about on the European tour, he shouldn't be that far off. He's just kind of dipped here for about the last month. Uh, hopefully this course will cure what ails him. Scott Stallings at 75 to 1. This guy's another mm-hmm. bomber off the tee. Great on approach and uh, proximity to the hole from 200 yards or better. You talked about that when you were breaking down the golf course. Scott Stallings very good in that category. Two top 20 finishes in his last four starts and I didn't really use Torrey Pines as a correlated course but it's a big, long beast of a golf yeah. course that has a coastal location. Scott Stallings has always done very well at Torrey Pines, and maybe this course sets up similarly down here in Nuevo Vallarta. We will see. Alex Smalley at 90-1, to 1, another big hitter, 44th on tour in driving distance, 24th in the field on approach, 18th in birdies or better, and 6th in proximity from 200 yards or more. He also took 2nd and 12th at a couple of other coastal designs, Dallas Punta Cana and the Bermuda Championship. I'm with you on uh, Austin Smotherman. I also got him at 125 to one. He hits it long and very straight. 58th on tour in driving distance and 67th in driving accuracy. Also finished 11th at Torrey Pines back in January. Uh, Michael Thompson. This was my other long bomb. Now he is not a bomber, a shorter, accurate driver of the golf ball. But 33rd on tour in driving accuracy. He finished fifth at the Sony, 11th at Torrey Pines, and 15th at Mayakoba. So maybe he's got an affinity for some of these coastal tracks. He's missed a lot of cuts as of late, so I'm hoping he gets his act together here. But uh, Michael Thompson, in my longest shot, along with Austin Smotherman, at 125 to 1. And then I did one full tournament head-to-head matchup. Aaron Wise at minus 110 over Sebastian Munoz. No, I, I think I actually played that this week as well as uh, one of my matchups for the newsletter. So uh, I think Aaron Wise, uh, maybe this is finally the time. I know uh, one of my partners here on the network, Dave Ross, is like, I play this guy all the time and he never really shows up for me. I said, this is the week. This is the this week. Is the Let's week. get him home. All right. That is going to do it.
it for this week's edition of Long Shots. Enjoy the Mexico Open, cash some tickets, and join us again next week for the Wells Fargo Championship when Ryan Brickley of the Westgate Superbook will be our guest. Have a great week in golf, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Long Shots. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.